the Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis Show, aired every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cat Cannabis is the international best-selling author of Surviving Cancerland, Intuitive Aspects of Healing, and the host of Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV Show. Together, we will explore cutting-edge insights and philosophies in health, wealth, and relationships. Cat gets the ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Now, here is your host, Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to the show tonight, everyone. We have got a fabulous guest for you. Of course, we have fabulous guests on all of our shows, but this one I think you're really, really going to like. Alea Dow is a sound healer. She's also an energetic practitioner, minister in the state of California, doctor of oriental medicine in New Mexico, and a licensed acupuncturist in Colorado. She has been an alternative healer for 20 years. Alea graduated from Lewis and Clark University in Portland, Oregon, and earned her master's degree in oriental medicine from the Southwest Acupuncture School in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She practiced in Colorado for seven years before moving to Santa Barbara, California, where she serves an international clientele as a spiritual guide and sound healer. On this radio show today, she's going to share all of her wisdom in her book, Seven Cups of Consciousness, Change Your Life by Connecting to the Higher Realms, and this has just been released by New World Library in September. So you can learn more about Alea and connect with her at www.cupsofconsciousness.com. Dot com and www.aleyadao.com. So welcome to the show, Aleya. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, let's get right in because I'm so curious. What is a sound healer? I actually think we're all sound healers. How we use our voice, our words what we pick for music, we're actually tuning into the power of sound and how it has the capacity to soothe us, amplify our emotions, move us through a process. When was the last time you had a particular mood and you wanted to turn on the radio station or listen to um, a downloaded MP3 piece of music that made you dance with that excitement and that joy that was coursing through you. And so I think when we recognize that we're all sound healers, then we can bring a little bit more consciousness to how we use music and how we use just our voice, which is our primary sound. Um, When I think of myself as a sound healer, I actually use my voice and I use it in a multi-dimensional way, which means I'm making a sound in the physical realm, but I'm also inviting my energy self to be making sounds in the higher planes oh that is so true I I never really thought of that in the way that you explained it but Alea you know if I'm depressed or let's say I'm just really tired and I feel like I need something to boost me up I will turn on Beatles music and listen to it and I'll tell you in five minutes I'm so happy Rolling Stones I'm snapping my finger tapping my feet you know I want to get up and dance so you're absolutely uh-huh. right um, you know we are so turned into sound healing and I think it's something that we, we 
do so naturally, we don't even realize we're doing it. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your, your energetic practitioner business. How, how do you do that with your sound healing and ministry in the state of California? Um, well, in 2000, actually further back, um, when I was in college, I got my massage degree, then I went on and got my master in or, master's in oriental medicine. And then in 2001, after being an, an alternative practitioner for over a decade, I was lying on a sound table. And a sound table is like a massage table filled with water with speakers and music pumping through, and you're basically getting this water massage. And in less than 30 seconds, I had this huge flash of light and had what is called an enlightenment experience. Now, the lovely thing about this enlightenment experience is that it stayed with me, and I was then able to perceive these other realms, feel people's feelings, and hear their thoughts, and hear the angelic choir that was singing to me practically 24-7 for the first several years after that enlightenment experience. And so... When I was tuning into this angelic choir singing, my guides would say to me, Alea, you too one day are going to be using sound to help shift people's energy. And in this process of having awareness of people's feelings, their emotions, what their challenges were really presenting, or rather opportunities of what the soul really wanted to learn, I started developing what is called um, like a formula or energetic protocols where we're really inviting the individual to use their higher self and their energy fields to start changing the vibrations they're holding within and around themselves. And then coupled with those energetic protocols, I bring in tones and sounds using my voice to help that protocol complete in all dimensions. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's kind of how I, how I couple this heightened awareness with the toning sound healing. Well, that that's that's absolutely amazing. Now the tone healing and and the sounds that you were talking about that you do with your voice. Is there any way you can give us a sample over, you know, an an example of that over the phone or is this something that you you can only do in your office? No, no, no. I can definitely do it and I'll do a lower tone just because it transmits better over the phone and radio waves. So here we go. Okay. Should we do something before you No, just listen. So that's just a little sample of a low grounding centering tone and obviously I'll make different different sounds um and spin and then activate depending on what's really being asked for. So that's uh, a little snippet of toning. Wow, that was amazing. It really was, Alea. I mean, I could hear it, and, and, and some of the vibrations that were in there were just like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was uh, up with the Tibetan monks. Um, that was yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So you took all of this, in, in, all of this information that you've learned and all of these experiences that you that you had the healing experiences, the water experiences, the sound, the music, all of that, and you decided to uh, write a book. And uh, being a writer myself, I know that that is a full time job, and it's a huge process, and you have to delve really deeply into your own emotions and put them on paper. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. 
Well, when I had that enlightenment experience, I had this high level of sensitivity and awareness, and it wasn't easy in every breath. You know, those first couple of years were really challenging, but fortunately I had um, awareness in dream time. I also had awareness of my guides around me, giving me suggestions and holding vigil for my process of integrating this different way of being. And it really forced me to come up with very specific steps, formulas, and concepts for navigating the world while maintaining this high level of awareness. And so in 2001, I essentially started developing these seven concepts that I then used on my own self, my own life, and then started sharing with my clients. And then in 2005, I started teaching these seven concepts, or maybe it was 2004, to a small handful of students. And then in 2009, I started recording audio meditations that have the concepts woven into them. And so then in 2014, Finally, um, my lovely agent, Deborah Jacobs, said, Alea, mm-hmm. come on, you got to write a book. And all of my clients and subscribers had been asking me for years to write a book, and I had finally cultivated enough discipline inside myself, because you're right, it's a very <laughs> challenging process to write, especially when one is um, ADD and dyslexic, which is a lovely gift of mine. And mm-hmm. so after cultivating this level of focus and discipline for several years, I was able to sit down and write the book. And the book is really a, a a collection of these um, over a decade of me testing these seven concepts in the field, proving them, streamlining them, making sure that they are as efficient as possible, and um, from empirical experience, as as true as I could perceive it. I didn't scientifically test the concepts because I don't think that we actually have the technology right now to test these concepts in the lab, but. Um, my experience is that they have proven to be true for myself and for others. And so mm-hmm. that's that was the book process. Wow. Brought, that's, the process that's that brought a, the book together. That's an amazing process. But, you know, um, when uh, you decided to write the book, how did you come up with the, with, with the title or the idea of Seven Cups of Consciousness? Because it almost sounds like, uh, you know, Seven of Cups tarot card. Was that in right. any of your, your processing? Um, the tarot card was or tarot deck was not in the process, but in mm-hmm. 2009 I started recording what is called what I called the cups of consciousness. And when I was teaching these seven concepts, originally they were called the seven principles, and then I changed it to the seven gateways. And then when I started working on the book, I thought, well, why wouldn't I just take those seven concepts that I've been teaching? Um, and call them the seven cups of consciousness because in my cups of consciousness audio meditations and in my tall cups of consciousness, these concepts are woven into everything that I do and all of my sessions. It's like a framework, Mm -hmm. a map for navigating and then the tools to shift the higher realms, which in turn shifts our physical experience. Wow. That's amazing. So, so you say uh, with the seven cups of consciousness that one of one of those cups or one of the first ones is that uh, we live in a multi-dimensional reality. Um, what do you mean by that? And are dreams a part of that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that you you definitely have a grasp on that because the dreams are us accessing other dimensions where there's information that we may not be able to access consciously in the physical realm. And so anytime we close our eyes and bring our awareness into our inner world, what we're doing is we're tapping into another dimension. And when we start realizing that we have energy selves, different parts of ourselves existing in different planes of reality, different dimensions, and start utilizing the resources that are held there, amazing, wonderful things happen. Earlier before we got on the show, you were sharing with me mm-hmm. your, the power of, of how you tap into dreams. And I think that when we start training ourselves to, to use our dreams and these and basically dimensions where our dreams are held, we can get incredible insights, have major breakthroughs, do major healing on ourselves as well. Mhm mhm. And so your your sec your your next cup where you're saying you are never alone. I I found that when you connect with all of your inner guides and your inner selves and your dreams, you're definitely not alone. You you've got a full house going on there. But tell us what your concept is <laughs> for never being alone. Well, I think you nailed it. You know, we we do have these, um, there are beings in these other dimensions, other realms. And when we start opening up to connect with them and asking them to hold very particular qualities or vibrations or levels of consciousness inside themselves, we start being positively, empathically, dimensionally impacted. So there's a being in another dimension holding a high vibration. We empathically feel it, and we then get supported to a greater degree. And so by utilizing these other dimensions, now we can tap into beings that exist in these other dimensions and ask for greater degrees of support. Mm, I think that's so true. So tell us a little bit also about um, how we can change our inner world. What, what do you mean by inner world? Because that's another one of your cups as well. Yeah, and I think that when we're, you know, taking it back to the dreams, right? So when we go into mm-hmm. dream time, we're getting insights of what we're energetically holding inside ourselves or in our body. And when we use not the physical dimension to change our inner world, but we're using the higher realms and our energy self to change our inner world. And there's a very specific formula that I've developed that I share in the book about how to use your energy self to change your inner world. And from my perspective, what we connect with and hold inside ourselves that we're conscious of, we then start magnetically drawing to us those same vibrations, energies, qualities, and we then start reflecting it into our outer world. So if we want to change what's happening in our outer world, we change our inner world and then create that reflection phenomenon, magnetic attraction trigger, which um, is incredibly empowering. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of leads into your fourth cup, which is use your challenges to to grow. So when you're changing your inner world and your outer world, you you use these challenges that that, that you come up against to grow. Is that right? Yes. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. and it's really looking at every single challenge as an enlightenment opportunity. The only um, the the only variable is: Are we going to take the opportunity, or are we going to ignore it, and then a bigger one comes? Mm -hmm. Because we are determined to grow. Yeah, when you have those type of of challenges to grow, you need to give gratitude for them because when you give gratitude for those challenges the universe hears it and says oh my gosh she got it life is about growth when you Mm -hmm. stop the growth 
life ceases to be. Everything grows. And so, you know, I, I love that one, use your challenges to grow. And, and I think that that's really important to live a fulfilled life. And, and so then we come into your, your fifth cup, which is ride right in your body. What, what do you mean by that one? Because I think I know what it means, but I'm sure our audience is scratching their head going, ride right in your body? <laughs> well, think of a lot. I don't know if if your listeners have ridden a horse ever, but most of them has, have driven in a car. And so, mm-hmm. when we recognize that we are not our body, we are a being of light having a human experience. And when we ride a car, when we ride in a car, or when we ride a horse, we so know that we're not the horse and not the car. But we get really confused when we're having an experience in the human form. We think that we are the body. And then what happens is we aren't recognizing that our body has its own unique consciousness. And we are simply the sole rider. So the more we hold that awareness, the more co-creative we can be in our relationship with our body. Mm. That's beautiful. So we're going to take a quick break. Don't go away if you're listening. We have Alea Dow with us this morning, and um, she is talking about the seven cups of consciousness, which is also her book. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can embrace your soul's gifts. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have Alea Dow with us, and she's talking about the seven cups of consciousness. So, Alea, how do we embrace our soul's gifts? Alea? Uh-oh. I'm here. I think. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. So, I'm here. Sometimes, Sorry. you know, the well, when we get uh, really high vibrating people on the show, we tend to go in and out of the studio, um, you know, psychically almost, and, I, and we get these little breaks. So, how do we absolutely. embrace our soul's gifts? That's the sixth cup, and when we think of one pod- positive adjective that somebody, someone would use to describe you. Or Mm -hmm. one positive adjective or quality that you value inside yourself. Recognize that that vibration and quality is actually flowing within you and is one of your soul's gifts that your soul has taken lifetimes to cultivate. And so when we start recognizing that we do have inner gifts, it helps us cultivate greater degrees of self-worth, self-love, 
and, and then able to connect with our essence, which is the seventh cup. There's this river of light that flows within us that is so perfect and whole. And when we start holding our awareness that our perfection does reside within, it doesn't have to reside in the outer world, again, self-love and connection and self-worth increase. Mm, That's beautiful. Well, uh, can you share with us your contact information if any of our listeners would like to get your book? How do they go about doing that? They can get the Seven Cups of Consciousness at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or better yet, go to your local bookstore and ask them to order you a book, Seven (laughs) Cups of Consciousness. And I'd love to give your listeners a free week of the daily Mm -hmm. Cups of Consciousness, those little seven, ten-minute audio meditations, and people can go to cupsofconsciousness.com to get their free trial week. Oh, I I know that they would love that. And now your book also includes um, links for 11 downloads. Is, are these different downloads to the audio meditation? Yeah. There these are, are audio meditations. The they, mm-hmm. are, they are a little different, and um, I think I have now 14 meditations online because I really wanted to create a really full supported experience for people. And in the book, there is an online link. And as soon as somebody goes to that online link, they then gain access to the 14 audio meditations about how to how to connect with your higher self, how to connect with your divine line, how to feel your team and your guides, how to feel your gifts that flow within you. And then I also have images of all of the terms that I talk about as well as a YouTube of how to surf your waves of emotion to higher ground. I think I also have an empathic sensitivity process um, deck and booklet to help you clear empathic sensations. So lots of resources to help people embody these concepts in a deeper way. And then I'm also, with the book, it doesn't cost anything extra, I'm doing book circles, and I'm doing a total of eight, and each book circle focuses on one of the concepts, and we go deeper into it and I answer questions of readers and those are recorded as audio and video that people will have access to from the years to come. And are these book circles online? Is, is this a group that connects with you online? They are. I think we did um, one about a week ago and we've got one next week and so you can join online or over the phone and people see me on video and can join a live chat room. So it's actually really fun and it creates also a sense of community because I think that when we have empathic sensations or we have awareness and we realize that Mm -hmm. there are other people out there too that are perceiving um, Mm -hmm. as well these things that we're feeling, we then start feeling less alone. No, I agree. And uh, so they they can find all of this information on your website, right, which was uh, com. A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O.com. So they can find all, everything that you just talked about. Yes. Okay, great. And uh, another question, these downloadable uh, audio meditations, are any of them using the sound healing that you gave us a little sample of on uh, this show? All of them have a minute to two minutes of that toning, as well as a little bit of background music, visualizations, and energetic protocols. So I really try to utilize all of the tools to help people get that energetic shift that they're wanting. Mm, That sounds just wonderful. So how can people learn how to use their energy fields? I think the very first thing that they want to cultivate 
is pulling themselves into what I call the river of light divine line. It's like a channel of light that flows actually in your body on the front of your spine. And we all have to breathe every few seconds. And so when you close your eyes and you take a deep breath in and you imagine and intend pulling yourself into your divine line and you imagine standing in this inner column of light, it's like a waterfall, you immediately Mm -hmm. gain access to your energy self, your higher self. And then you're able to make a request for your higher self energy self to activate the vibration of safety or calm or connection or love or empowerment or greater flow of your essence. And then the hardest part, wait. You have to let (laughs) some energetic part of you do that work in the higher realms, and then you'll start to feel the ripple in the physical realm. So that is a technique that I would invite people to start utilizing, of using the inhale to pull yourself in, then make the request of your energy self, and you'll start to feel the shifts. That sounds amazing. I know that um, I always meditate at night before I go to sleep because I find it's the only time when phones aren't going off and, and, you know, everything is quiet. And one of the things that I like to do is surround myself in a uh, mirrored bubble of light that only allows Mm. that which is of the highest and best to come in and everything else is reflected back and from whence it came. And that's actually my safe place where I can safely heal and adjust my vibration. So it sounds a lot like what you were just talking about. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So here's a here's a question that I think is really um, pertinent to the holidays because holidays have a tendency to, um, you know, memories come flooding back. And, and a lot of people have lost loved ones. And during the holidays, those memories can make them a little melancholy. So how can people shift their lives toward happiness, health, and abundance if they're still, you know, maybe in a little bit of the area of grief. I think of emotions simply as energy moving in a particular direction. And in our culture, we haven't been taught to move with the energy, to move in the direction that it's going. And usually in the wintertime, which is the holidays, the energy is going deep within. That's what the nature kingdom does, right? They lose their leaves and they're growing their roots and the energy is deep, deep in. And when we think about depression, deep Mm -hmm. in. And Mm -hmm. so if you have that melancholy, that depression, instead of fighting it or judging it or trying to get out of it, what would happen if you allowed yourself to use that weight, that direction of energy, to push yourself into your divine line river of light? And then as you get into that inner river of light, you're more connected to your essence, your energy self. And then you ask your energy self to start connecting with your loved ones on the other side, with your Mm -hmm. spiritual family, your guides. Because the more connected you are to yourself, the more connected you will be able to be with everyone, regardless of the dimension they're in. So we actually want to use this time of going deep within to cultivate a deeper level of connection with our essence so that we then experience greater connection in all areas of our life with everyone. That's a great answer. And I and I hope those uh, listeners who have tuned in, um, if this is a difficult time for you because it's the holidays, you may want to rewind the radio show and listen <laughs> to that one more time because um, when you're in joy 
and and you are joyful during the holidays, love is something that you can take with you to the other side, and it will bring your loved ones back. So what we do during the holidays is we always set a place at our table that we remain we leave empty, and we ask the universe or God to fill it with someone in need. And it's amazing how your relatives on the other side will bring someone to sit at your table that needs to be there with you. So how do our, um, in a perfect world, how would you hope your readers will, um, will walk away after reading your book? What, is, what are some of the things that they will take with them? I'm hoping that people, after reading the Seven Cups of Consciousness, have a greater understanding about why their life is the way it is, and then have a sense of empowerment and tools to start slowly unpacking. I That's a, a gentle mm-hmm. advice. Slowly start <laughs> unpacking it, pulling the pieces that you really do want to shift, and using these new tools, these other dimensions, higher vibrational aspects of you, your guides, your team, your body, your inner gifts, to start shifting these challenges. And then essentially start creating and manifesting the life that you're truly intending on cultivating for yourself. And in 2001, I was pretty determined to change my life, my inner and my outer. And literally within four years, everything had radically shifted. I was living in a new place. I had new friends. I had a new livelihood. I'd met my beloved partner. And I used these seven concepts. So I'm hoping that people are able to use the concepts, the tools, to create the life that they're really wanting from a place of empowerment, joy, connection, and then also not feeling like they're a victim to any of their fears, their thoughts, the outer world, and literally using every single trigger, every reaction that we have as an opportunity to become more enlightened, evolved, conscious, and connected, and model that in the world. Alea, I want to thank you so much for being on the program with us today and sharing your wisdom uh, of the Seven Cups of Consciousness. And I hope you'll come back sometime and go into more depth with them with us. Uh, So thank you again for being on the show with us today. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for tuning in to the Kathleen O'Keefe Canada Show. If you would like to comment or have an idea for the show or have a question for Kat or one of her guests, please visit her on Facebook at Kathleen O'Keefe Canada. This show and previous shows are archived on Blog Talk Radio, accessible from survivingcancerland.com and accessyourinnerguide.com. Join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Until then, have a great week. 